The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Olympic Channel podcast. My name is Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. The countdown to Beijing 2022 is well and truly on. And today we'll get to know the big Olympic stories around snowboarding and freestyle skiing. But... First, we have an interview with one of the freshest new stars around. Eileen Gu is having the best year of her life. Born in San Francisco to an American father and a Chinese-born mother, the freestyle skier is looking to represent China at the Winter Olympic Games. In 2021, she became the first rookie to win three medals at X Games, gold in halfpipe and slope style, plus a bronze in big air. All three of those are Olympic disciplines. Away from the snow, the 18-year-old appeared on the cover of Vogue magazine, went to the Met Gala and got accepted to her dream college of Stanford. Not bad. Ash Tullock spoke to the double world champion and the two-time Youth Olympic Games gold medalist. Olympic Channel Podcast. Hey, so you just got off the slopes. You've just been training, but my goodness, you have had an epic year. I feel like for so long, the Olympics have been this, like, faraway beacon. Like, it's this goal that has helped me to motivate myself during training, but it is never really an event that's actually going to arrive. And now that it's 100 days away, it suddenly feels like it's becoming more and more real. But I don't think that anybody going to the Olympics is ever going to say that they're 100% ready. Interesting that you say that. What do you think would make you be 100% ready? What's it going to take? I mean, it goes beyond just your capability to do a trick or your capability to land a run. I think that the Olympics are such a special event in that there's the hype surrounding it. There's all the countries coming together. There's the village. There's the sense of community. And that is something that can't really be replicated in any other event. So even if I've competed in, you know, a hundred other setup events nothing is really going to compare fully to the olympics because that experience is so unique in and of itself mentally so i think that in that sense i'm kind of embracing the unknown because i know that i'm never going to be able to experience it unless i just go and do the thing so that's kind of my game plan right now go and do the thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you is that is that something that you write into your journal i know most most athletes journal what what was the what was today's entry if, if you don't mind me asking i haven't journaled yet i normally do it before bed it helps me fall asleep um i'll probably write about this this live so you can have your name in my journal and uh yeah no i'll write about skiing this morning and um just kind of that time is passing that the the event is coming closer and closer, and the best I can do is prepare to the best of my ability in training every day. I mentioned just before that you've had an incredibly busy year. Um, you know, it wasn't just winning two gold medals at the X Games uh, and then a bronze in big air. You went and did the same thing, won the same coloured medals at uh, the World Championships this year. Uh, You also went to the Met Gala. I mean, you've done a lot of things. Is there a highlight of this year so far for you? Oh, man. This year has definitely been the best year of my life. Um, I would say winning X Games, you know, I was the first person in history to win three medals in her rookie year at X Games. So that was really insane. And then to do the same thing at World Championships again, I think did a lot for my confidence and taught me a lot about 
dealing with pressure, especially in competing. So I think that that was really good experience for skiing. Outside of skiing, you know, I had my first Vogue cover. Um, I went to the Met Gala. I have just been learning so much about the fashion world and kind of figuring out what I want my space in that to be. Right now I'm working on a really exciting project with Vogue China where I get to go behind the scenes and creative direct a little bit more. So that's really exciting. There's just a lot of stuff to be excited about. So incredible. And we forgot to mention that you just turned 18. So, I mean, wow. <laughs> You're just jam-packing it in. But I want to pick up, you mentioned the word pressure before, and it kind of, like, was an alarm bell for me because when I Googled your name earlier, I love, I love reading different headlines, but I got a bit of anxiety reading some of the headlines. Let me just read out some of the, the things that um, have been written about you. Eileen Gu, Chinese sports icon. Superstar in the making, ski prodigy, free ski daredevil to become the face of Beijing 2022. How do these things make you feel? <laughs> Those are funny. Um, I mean, first of all, thank you. Those are all positive headlines. So I have nothing to complain about. Um, I'm happy that my name is being portrayed in a positive light. And I'm happy that people think highly of me and look up to me. So that's all that I could really ask for in that sense. I think that going back to kind of what I was saying with X Games and World Championships this year is that I think my whole perspective of pressure and outside pressure especially changed. Like before I would think, oh, I'm at this competition. I have to prove myself. I have to do well so that other people or the press or whoever else is here is going to think more highly of me or that so this mm -hmm. person is going to think more highly of me. But now I think after X Games and World Championships and realizing that I'm taking part in an extreme sport where things are innately unpredictable, the weather, you know, the course, the course format, the number of rails, the size of the jumps, the angle of the whole course, like everything can change. And so in that sense, it doesn't make sense to expect the same person to come out on top or on bottom every single time. That's just the nature of the sport. And so in that sense, people can't take away what I've already done. And what I did, I deserved and I worked hard for. And I think it took me a long time to be able to say that because I was always just stuck in this mentality that, okay, I did well now, but I have to keep doing well or else people are never going to love me again. And now I just kind of realized that people are going to, or the people who matter are going to love me no matter what. And the best thing that I can do is try to be positive and try to be a good role model for others and try to do my part in spreading the sport and allowing more people to hear about and partake in free skiing and all the joys that it has brought me. But at the same time, in terms of competitive pressure, you know, the only thing I can do is my best on the day. And if that is a gold medal, then I will be super hyped. And if that is not, then I will still be super hyped because I worked hard. Um, and a lot of people don't get to see what happens behind the scenes. So I think that just realizing people can't take away what's already happened and that doesn't put more pressure on what happens in the future. Hey, I've got to let you go, but I'm going to ask you one very quick thing. Um, for you to come away from the Beijing 2022 Olympics to be satisfied, what do you feel you need to do or achieve? That's a really good question because I think that every competitive athlete deep down has their goal, but... Um, I think it's it's a two-sided thing. I'll answer this quickly. I think that on one side, there's doing the best on the day for myself. And so that could mean 
an Olympic medal. It could mean not an Olympic medal. But if I do the best of my ability, I know that I will be super happy. So that is 100% true. On the other hand, it is the Olympics. So it would be nice to walk away with a gold or two. Hey, look, again, it is such a pleasure to speak with you. And uh, again, Stronger Together, we will be seeing you in Beijing. It's, it's going to be so exciting. I'm super excited. Always love talking to you, Ash. And uh, yeah, see you in Beijing. It's just really hard not to be very impressed with Eileen. Ash is with me now. So what is just so special about her? Why are people so excited? I don't want to get too excited about this and I don't want to overhype it. But honestly, it's very clear that her best is yet to come. This is an 18-year-old who just honestly keeps getting better and better and better. And in all her recent competitions, she's won two gold and either a silver and a bronze. And when I say recent competitions, I mean X Games, World Championships, Lausanne 2020 Youth Olympics. So what's on the radar for Beijing? I honestly don't know, but it's going to be amazing. And over in the men's half pipe, one of the big stories is, of course, Sean White of the USA back in training, looking to qualify for Beijing 2022. What else should we look out for? Oh, just his name and the fact that he is back and actually on the snow is amazing because you'll remember that he tried to go to Tokyo to try and skateboard. Um, and now it's like, okay, can he come back? Can he have this incredible, I guess, finish to his career? I don't want to say that this is going to be his last Olympics, but I mean, it really would be amazing. He is one of the oldest competing in the half pipe. And since he's been away the last few years, because he hasn't really competed much uh, since he won his last goal. Uh, in Pyeongchang but there's been this incredible tussle between Australia's Scotty James uh, and Japan's Yuto Totsuka and the two of them have been going backwards and forwards at world championships and it's yeah I mean can you hear me I'm pumped <laughs> and in women's snowboarding we've got Anna Gasser and Jamie Anderson they were both Olympic champions back in Pyeongchang 2018 in the slope style and big air how are they, how are they doing are those ones to watch and who else should we be looking out for too? You know, I think what's interesting about Anna Gasser is that she went into Pyeongchang with so much expectation on her shoulders. Not just herself, but everyone around her was expecting her to do so well. And the Pyeongchang conditions for the women's slope style was really, really rough. Jamie Anderson came out on top. I think her experience really shone through. Uh, and I think it's going to be interesting this time around because when, it, when you look at big and you look at slope style often athletes who are a bit more experienced are the ones who do well in slope style so Anna Gasser is hoping that she's going to be more successful in slope style this time around obviously she wants to retain her gold and big ear but there are some young guns coming through uh, shout out to the Kiwi Zoe Sadowski Sinnott she's going to be trying to go for I think two golds across big ear and slope style because the two events are so well connected uh, and Coco Momorano Ed, she is a teenager that we need to be keeping an eye on because all of the snowboarders I talk to are talking about her. Uh, and at 17 years old, she's doing amazing things. And what's happening in free ski? Obviously, Big Air is making its debut. Yeah, and it really is going to be quite an incredible sight because this Big Air ramp is actually the first permanent big air ramp in the world. And it just means so many cool things. Like, it probably doesn't mean much to you and I, but for the 
athletes there's an elevator can you imagine this Ed there's an elevator inside the big air ramp so they're able to you know get up and not have to climb up the ramp um, also the snowmobile the snow machine is able to actually clean the ramp so people aren't physically by hand having to go up and down and um, and clean it so there's so many cool things about this incredible ramp but seeing freestyle ski there for the first time is just going to be insane because as you saw in Pyeongchang. Big Air is so cool. It's quite frightening, but it's also just an amazing expressive sport. And I think, yeah, we're really going to be in for a treat seeing Freeski uh, have its debut there. And Gus Kenworthy, people might remember him from Sochi 2014, where he took a silver medal, or of course, for his role in American Horror Story, or countless other things away from free skiing. How realistic are his chances in slope style and half pipe free ski? He's representing team GB now as well you know for one it's going to be very strange seeing him wearing the team GB uniform because obviously in the past he represented USA but we also haven't seen much from him he competed at the World Cup at the start of the year Uh, we don't really know what kind of shape what kind of form he's in you know we've seen on social media he's been doing you know some nice holidays he's been to Europe he's been doing some things in Hollywood but in terms of his actual form I think it's going to be really interesting to see what sort of shape he's in and the people coming through, uh, the Andre Ragolettis, the Nico Porteuses, there's some incredibly talented athletes who are wanting to take over from the likes of Gus Kentworthy uh, and David Wise, who's the two-time halfpipe world champion uh, in freestyle ski. Gus has also said that this is his swan song. So, you know, he's got nothing to lose. He's going out there. This is his last Olympics. He's going to give it everything. So, well, watch the space. Right. Thanks, Ash. That's it for now. Big thanks, stay safe, stronger together, and see you very soon. Think like an Olympian.